I would like to thank the Mutant Members Only Club for supplying the music that's about to play, and I would like to thank his wife, Crystal, for making our awesome fucking artwork. Literally, the show would not be what it was without those two people. So, thank you guys. And this is the first episode of All Suck Your Blood. I wanna be a creature of the night Baby, won't you nibble on my neck just right Won't you turn me into a vampire just like you in your musty attic baby i will hang for you girl i will even floss my fangs if you turn me into a vampire just like you mortal love was never meant to last so bite me baby 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 and give me a chance well she just looked at me and she laughed she said I'll suck your blood when you suck my ass. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. I'll suck your blood when you suck my ass. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. I guess that's enough. Hello, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so I guess this is a vampire part. How the fuck do you start a, like a first episode a of a first podcast? First episode. Uh, it's been a long time since either of us have done that. Yeah, it's been like a, a good year and some months for me. Yeah, same here. I think we actually started our, our original podcast roughly around the same time, which is kind of funny. Oh, shit. And now here we are talking about uh, vampires. I guess that's how we introduce it. We talk about how I forced you into this podcast that you're not too happy about. Uh, Yeah, uh, what? I don't remember what happened. We were doing a, a podcast episode and you said something about you hated zombie movies and i was like confused by that statement and then somehow what you got around a vampire so i was like no vampire movies are terrible <laughs> that's the real issue here they're they're awful they're the worst vampires are the worst things ever and you're like so- no nah, i love vampires Yes, yes. So that is what's happening. And right before that, so we were planning another thing um, called Horror Movie Double Feature. Right. And that actually is still happening, but turned into something else, too. Sure. And I was like, we were planning this podcast for a while, and I was like, all right, well, since you don't like vampires, how about we just scrap the idea and we make a podcast called I'll Suck Your Blood? Yeah, yeah. And so now you're making me watch vampire movies. Uh well, your, respo- your response was what sent me because you kind of like laughed and you looked down kind of like you didn't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And then like amidst of giggling, you go, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> or like, I don't hate that idea or something has, like that. I'll it find has, a clip. I don't know. It has that like stickiness, like that kind of hook of like me being forced to watch something that I'm probably going to hate. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, well, well. Yeah, yeah, that's what this podcast is about. I like like James said, I objectively I like I really like vampire movies. I don't I haven't seen a lot of them. But I I just I tend to like them. <laughs> and I I tend to uh to not and I'm, you know, I'll be the first to say there's exceptions to that rule. Obviously, every little subgenre has got its own uh kind of golden nuggets, but uh vampires for me just usually don't fit the bill. Well, I think you're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast with a lot of great vampire movies. Oh, it's going to be uh, fun. People might get mad at me, but it's going to be fun. So I guess we should uh, probably introduce ourselves because we're talking like people already know us. Yeah, that's right. We didn't even like say our names and shit. Yeah, so I guess uh, I'm Caleb. I'm from a podcast called Horse Soup. Uh, If you go and listen to it, you're going to be after like, you know, 
80 episodes you're gonna be like where'd your co-host go <laughs> and uh yeah that is now a podcast that i'm doing on my own and uh it is a horror movie and true crime podcast but the true crime's on hold i don't even know where where that is right now but yeah it's another it's another show yeah yeah uh, and my name is James. I am a horrible host of a podcast called Night Shift Video that is spelled N-I-T-E. Uh, if you check that out, you're just going to hear me and uh, some of my local friends just talking about fucking scary movies that we watch every week. And we're taking a little bit of that over here because we're, I don't know, we're kind of taking James' approach to movies a little bit. Sure, and yeah. And just adding, adding me shitting on stuff in but maybe maybe fangirling in this case which is very different for me but um usually i i'm used to like very like talking about movies scene by scene and going right, right. through them all the way and james used to just watching a movie and talking about it and th- the only way this is going to work with is with uh james floating me the entire time <laughs> no yeah so uh i i don't know if i'd be able to go through scene by scene of <laughs> A bunch of vampire movies, uh, especially given the one that we just watched. I think that I'd uh, just get really pissed off at some point if we were going scene by scene through all of these. So we just watched it, John Carpenter's Vampires. What year was this? 1998? 98. That is correct. Oh, oh my God. I, I, have a, I have a list of things. <laughs> I just made a list of things throughout watching. I have seven things. Yeah. These things are zombie pyres, crossbows, Oakley brand ski goggles, exploding ah. zombies on ropes, padres, excessive rules, and vampires that make strictly animal noises. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty much the whole movie. Um, it is weirdly a western, uh, and apparently <laughs> is based off of a novel also titled Vampires by John Stakely. I don't know about all that. This sounds, this literally, so I was expecting you to say that's not a real name. John Stakely, and he wrote a book called Vampires. Well, yeah, like, that's, <laughs> that's seriously, no, he changed his fucking name, if anything. That's not his given name, if that really is. And I don't even think he changed his name. I think he just told people that that's his name. And now that's on his fucking Wikipedia. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I do have a couple little notes here. That It was, uh... I have like 60. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. So the 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 book came out in 92 and a movie studio picked up the project and uh they had kind of a bunch of people on the line to potentially direct uh including Sam Raimi or Peter Jackson. And Wait. Oh, this wasn't just John Carpenter wanting to do this? Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. Like this was like set oh. up by a studio and then finally they were like uh okay carpenter's in the running and then he was like yeah fucking i'll do it uh because he was doing this basically right after escape from la he was on the running like they were just like i guess john carpenter can do it yeah (laughs) basically uh and then it went through like a lot of permutations dolph lundgren was originally going to be the lead role and it was going to be Dolph Lundgren as Jet Crow in the lead role, Vampire Hunter guy, and then Willem Dafoe was going to be the main vampire. <laughs> this this would have been a much better movie. The movie that could have been. You know, I was actually just watching a movie the other day from my other show, and I was talking about, uh, it was a Would You Rather, and I was talking about um, how if if Willem Dafoe was in that movie, like he was the only other person who could have led it. I don't know if you've seen Would You Rather. I have, I have. 
Okay, so yeah, um, the fucking reanimator, Jeffrey Combs, uh-huh. he's the lead. And yep. he did awesome, but I was like, literally no one else could have done this. But I was like, you know what, Willem Dafoe. And I oh, realized, yeah. I was like, Willem Dafoe can make any movie better with like as a creepy lead. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, but that's see, not what happened, so. <laughs> so the gist of what this movie is about is uh, it's a vampire hunter who is funded by the Vatican <laughs> for some uh, reason. <laughs> Wait, is that the real plot point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to ignore that. I wanted to act like that wasn't what was happening. Oh, yeah, I was no, like... I was misunderstanding. But the Catholic Church thing. totally, like, funds this guy to go kill fucking vampires. Well. Yeah. He, like, works for the Pope. Okay. Are we gonna let that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do about this. Like, I don't know what you want me to do with this information. <laughs> it's it's just, it's it's kind of a bizarre movie. It has a lot of that weird, like, 90s transitioning into 2000s shit going on. Like, there's a lot oh, of yeah. really weird looking fucking crossbows and spears that are all, like, sci-fied out for some reason. Like, But this was, like, an old school movie. Like, I thought this was, like, literally, like you said earlier, I thought this was a Western. But then they did that, and then it made me very confused. Yeah, it's it's an identity crisis movie for sure. Yeah, and uh, it what what was with that dead body thing in the beginning? The first line that really baffled me, the... um, it, it wasn't a dead body like a skeleton falls out of a closet a and he and, and he looks at it uh mr mr padre himself and he goes <laughs> uh dead body cold been here a while yeah i think uh i think he's getting at that like it was they were like feeding on it over time and that's why it looks like just a skeleton now like they that's were, they were you, using you it as like a, they were using it like a capri sun that they kept coming back to <laughs> You want to give him that? I don't, don't want to. I don't want to give him anything. I don't want to give him anything. Yeah, no, I don't want to give him that much credit. Uh, um, also, like right after that, he starts. Uh, sh- they start shooting this fucking vampire, like so much. Like we don't even know it's a vampire. It looks like it's just a person. Like that's how the movie walks in. They just walk oh, in this yeah. room, shoot this person like what five hundred times. They keep every vampire in this movie gets shot so many times, and you you brought it up. You were like, they know bullets don't work. Why do they keep shooting yes. them with bullets? And and when you put into perspective how many bullets they're using, how much money and resources are they using to fund this these bullets? It's ridiculous. That, that are not doing anything. Why don't you just make wooden bullets? Like True Blood had it right. True Blood, True Blood uses uses wooden bullets. They, yeah, they have wooden bullets, like, but they're not used as like as often as they should be if they really want to handle the situation. I will say that, but <laughs> I mean. Well, that's what They're it made there. me think of. It made me think of that uh, fucking Hugh Jackman Van Helsing movie that was like all steampunky, <laughs> and he had like that crossbow that like had a bunch of wooden stakes in it, and it was like a Gatling gun crossbow full of wooden stakes. And I'm like, why aren't y'all using that? Why do you keep shooting them with handguns? Ah, uh, yes, Stan Helsing with Kevin from Shameless. <laughs> know exactly what you're talking about. I think we're on the same page. I think it's a different movie. I think it's a different movie. No, we're on the same page. There's titties everywhere in this movie. There are. Like, all of the nudity in this movie is done in very awkward ways. And this I'm, is a softcore porn. I'm like a, I guess, proponent of nudity in horror films in general. Like, Or maybe a connoisseur. I'm not sure what yeah, word yeah. to use. But like, I'm all for it. It's fine. I'll even cheer at times. But 
in this movie, it, every single time there is skin shown, it's just fucking weird. Like it it makes me feel it makes me feel skeevy. Like the way that it's done in this movie makes me feel bad. So this is a vampire show, so I guess I can't show you all the fucked up stuff I want to show you. But <laughs> I could show you some stuff that, like, when you see boobs like this, it, it will not phase you because you're like, after you watch 120 Days of Sodom, like, nothing. Oh, God. Nothing. Nothing phases you. It's just like, oh, boobs in a Carpenter movie. All right. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen so much worse. After you watch, like, these fucking weird people make other weird people eat poop. It's just like, all right. Yeah. What, stop watching that. Well, I, I, I was going to say it's a good movie. I can't say that. Uh, we, we also have an appearance from the crow in this movie, like the literal crow. I think, uh, what's his name? What, what's his name? Uh, something Lee. Uh, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee came back. Eric Eric Draven, the character. Yeah, I think he died after this, but he, oh, he came back from the dead. Don't even don't even get me started on the crow. The crow's my shit. Well, the crow shows up, and he literally bites this girl's vagina, and that's how we learn <laughs> one of the first rules of vampires from 1998. Yep. It's uh, if you get bit in the vagina, you will turn. It, it's a very slow turn, but eventually you'll be a vampire too. But it also looked pleasurable. She didn't seem upset by it. I don't know. Um, so the first kill after that too, because the movie kind of it kind of goes full send pretty oh, fucking shit, fast. Dude, it goes nuts. Because we see the blitz from fucking uh, How I Met Your Mother. He's just like hanging out, like, it's and he's not, like, "All right, I got to, I got to leave." The, okay. He's like, "All right, I got to leave the party." And then um, the crow just shows up and chops him <laughs> in half with his hand. I don't even know exactly what he did. I wasn't following. I guess I guess his nails are sharp enough that he can just stick his hand in your chest and then swiftly move upwards and it chops you in half. That was a very clean slice. It was super clean and I don't understand how it worked whatsoever. But then we get like one th another thing this movie loves is montages. Yeah, yeah. So then like we got like a montage of this vampire coming in and killing all of the vampire hunters and the hookers that they hired for the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Mr. Mr. Padre himself, uh, he's kind of, uh, he's, I thought I thought he was Kevin Bacon at first, but I ended up realizing this dude is Tony Hawk's dad. It's, and it's... Tony, Hawk's, Tony Hawk's dad is in the movie, and it's like, <laughs> I think it's his first appearance on film and his last. But um, he... He hires this hooker to bang, and she seems really into him, even though he he looks awful. I mean, Tony Hawk, I'm sorry, like, you, you got your dad's forehead, and she and she's the girl that got destroyed vaginally by pointy teeth. Yep, Va Valak is his name. We're, we've been calling him the Crow, Wait. but his name was Valak. I did not catch that once. <laughs> I, did not, I did not. I could not have told you his name if you yeah, asked yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a name. His name's Valak, V A L E K. Well, that's, and then also that's the guy <sighs> that was supposed to be played by Willem Dafoe, and it would have been bitching. There's something really weird with this guy too, because not even with this guy, but I guess it's another fucking rule. But when he turns a girl into a prostitute vampire. She sees where he is at all times through like vampire vision, which is really yeah. just like a red flash on the screen. It's like a human vampire radar. 
Yeah, they have like a psychic connection with the the vampire that turns them. Yeah, so Padre just starts punching this girl and shit and like throwing her around. He's just like, come over here, vampire oh, yeah. radar. I'm going to hold you around and use you to find this other vampire. Pretty much, man. It's it's pretty brutal. and Like, it's it's very poor in its depiction of how these vampire hunter dudes uh, treat women. There's another thing that we didn't touch on that I think needs to be addressed very early on. And that is that, of course, it's a John Carpenter movie, so of course he did the score. But this does not sound like any Carpenter score you've heard before. No, not exactly. This is like, uh, just like really, like, kind of cheesy guitar cowboy chords, but then also kind of like a jam band, like... Because they just rock out on, like, the same chord progression, like, the whole fucking time. They do, and then they kind of, like, fade right into your favorite scene of the movie. Right. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about, right? Do you want to take it away? Oh, God. Just whenever fucking vampire dudes, like, flying around that one? No, no the, the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was really on board with the movie at the beginning. So like the, the vampire like hunters, I know the vampire hunters show up in the opening scene. They kill some vampires and it's cool. Then they're like celebrating. And then really once Valak shows up, like when I see this guy, that's I'm like, that's why I don't fucking like vampires. Like they all just have the same fucking look about them. And I just want to punch them in the mouth and knock out their fake teeth. Like I just can't stand it. And this guy has the look it's like fucking Neo from the Matrix, but pale with long hair, and I just can't hang. And then he fucking, like, jumps up and rides on a train. And it's like, why did I even need to see that? Like, what what was the point of showing me that he can ride on a train? Like, that's well, not okay. a special power. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I was raised on true blood. <laughs> I was raised on true blood. I love outlandish vampires. I love to see this. Like this, when this dude was on a train, I was full sent in the movie. Good God, we were on different wavelengths because I thought I, w- I, th- I was cheering, <laughs> yeah. and you were you looked very angry, but I was cheering oh. when that was happening. I was having a very good time, and that's why this is going to be an interesting podcast moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> I was then, so uh, pissed dude, off, dude, 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 dude. So, so they they have this like they turn this girl into this like slave vampire radar thing, right? And they throw her into this room. And um, pretty much one of them goes to, like, go kill all of his uh, vampire friends that got turned into uh, just vampire. I mean, I guess they were going to turn. They were murdered. Like, half of them had their heads yeah, chopped yeah, off. But I guess I they were going to turn somehow. But I don't get the logic I think in that. It's, I think that's part of their... So this movie does this thing where it it's explains all these rules. Oh, And I think that maybe was part of their, like, vampire hunter, like, packed rules is, like, if you get yeah. bit, we're going to cut your head off and bury your head. And so he goes back to bury all of his friends' heads. What the fuck? Like, why? I don't know. And then when they get back, this chick is like, she's naked and she's tied to the bed, but she's upside down. So they're like, okay, this is a very rape scenario. It's weird, man. But I guess that's not what's happening. He kind of just like yells at her and like screams at her and stuff. And she's, but I guess I, I do have to give a disclaimer first. Okay, she's laying there. She's very, very flat ass, like just laying there. Like just, she's a, she's a plank. And I think, I think she saw the first shot of that because it cuts, 
And then right when you go back to her, she has the most ass you will ever see because she is arching. She is arching. And we and I said that while me and James were watching it. And I was like, dude, I think she's doing that. And then we well, see then we, her arch we, higher. We, yeah, we like fixated on the curve after you said something. Yes. And then you actually like see it move. <laughs> she starts moving up. And not only that, when she gets higher, she starts like trembling because she's trying to hold it up because she fucking knows, dude. <laughs> She knows. She saw that shot. She was like, oh. And or they decided they to just keep like the first threw shot. Some, some direction at her and like, hey, yeah, Maybe, look but flat. Also, Get it but up no, this. No, 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 no. That can't be what happened <laughs> because they kept the first shot. Yeah. So that was a decision on her end. <laughs> uh, So Daniel Baldwin is in this movie. Which that, is, is, that is the rape guy. The other Baldwin <laughs> that hasn't really been in much else. Uh, there's a million of them, right? And uh, yeah, there's a lot of Baldwin's, and most of them suck. <laughs> he plays this character named Montoya, Maybe all of them. and he's real rapey in a few different moments of the movie. But one thing that I thought he's was- a cult leader of one person. Yeah, <laughs> but then also a follower. I don't know. Like he's very confusing because he's like abusive to this woman when he first finds out she's been bit. But then, like, falls in love with her. It's 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 a very fucked up love story. Just like most of the Baldwins in real life, this Baldwin has an identity crisis in the movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so, a, a uh, film imitates real life. There was this thing. It's the the 1998 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. And uh, oh my god, I'm so glad you wrote that down. <laughs> yep, Daniel Baldwin won an award for worst supporting actor in this movie. So the Stinkers what awards? Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Who hosts this? That's a great question. And uh, where and why did they make this? And do they make any money at all from this? And they don't. What, who who did this benefit? They actually don't even do it anymore. They only did it in 1998 and 1999. Oh, so they did it just for Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. Uh, they were released by the Hastings Bad Cinema Society. They should be released. Um, they they gave it just to give you an idea of uh, where they were at. Uh, Spice World won Best Film for the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. It's alarming. <laughs> um, so pretty much, what happens with this? Does that whole thing happen? With the girl right then and there, or is that after? Oh, it starts happening there. She starts seeing the glimpses. Okay, so she starts seeing the glimpses, and then he's kind of just like, yeah, fuck you, this is what's happening. We're doing whatever I want to do. And they move on. He doesn't do anything to her sexually, which is surprising. I thought that's exactly where that was going. Right. And then, um, who, who was talking when they were like, what's going on, Mr. Crow? Was that the fucking scientist guy that I thought was a scientist from Jaws, but that was actually a priest? Or is that someone else? No, yeah, 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 he's like, uh, I don't think he is a pope, but he's some kind of like higher ranking clergyman. He's obviously well, not the pope, but he's someone special in the Vatican or in the okay, Catholic what, Church. What was that? Who was talking right there? I think so. When they're in that. Tr- okay, well, I think it was him. He's like, "What's going on, Mister Crow?" And then he's like, "Have you ever seen a vampire?" He's like, "No." Well, first of all, 
They're not romantic, all right? It's not like they're a bunch of fags walking around in rented formal wear and seducing everyone in sight with Euro-trash accents, all right? Forget whatever you've seen in the movies. They don't turn into bats. Crosses don't work. Garlic? Want to try garlic? You stand with garlic around your neck, one of these fuckers will bend you over and take a walk up your Estrada Chocolato Wally sucking the blood out of your neck. <laughs> yeah, he does all that. Oh, and, that's all um, legit. That's when... I, I knew I loved this movie. Oh, my God. Uh, so shortly after that, it kind of in the same sequence, does uh, New Padre. We'll call him New Padre. So their old priest got killed, and then they got okay, a maybe, new priest. Sh- should, I, should I say why? Okay, the reason I'm calling this guy Padre, it's the main guy. He calls everyone Padre, so he is Padre, but then he turns another guy into Padre, who I'm also <laughs> going to refer to as Padre, but that's scientist Padre. Continue. Yeah, yeah. so uh, he says something, and then... So the main character is... is uh, uh, Crow. What, what was his first name? Jack or John? I can't remember. I, I, it Jack. was ridiculous. Jack Crow. It's like God. why didn't they name the other guy Crow? Because they would have gotten. I sued. guess they didn't. They didn't know. <laughs> when, when did the first Crow come out? Uh, it was around like two thousand one. Oh no, I think it was ninety six no. or ninety seven. You're probably right. I'm probably very wrong. I'll look that up right now. Continue with what you're saying. Yeah. So he does something to like lead on that he knows something that they're not telling Jack. And then Jack pulls the truck over, pulls the Padre out of the car, and starts beating the shit out of him. <laughs> he does do that. He does do that. Oh, it was 94. I was very wrong. Oh, wow. It's I even said earlier 2001. That's <laughs> a 2001. <laughs> it feels like a 2001 movie. It, that's, yeah, this isn't a movie about this isn't a podcast about the crow. But if you want to talk about the crow, I got a lot of shit to say. Uh, it was extremely influential is. for as early as it came out. Um, anyway, so after he kicks the Padres' ass, it's just influential for people wearing the crow out, like dudes wearing the crow outfits at fucking Halloween parties. What are you talking about? Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. Christopher Nolan owes like eighty percent of his aesthetic to the crow. All right. <laughs> There would be no Dark Knight Rises if this there was no podcast. Eric Draven. This isn't a crow podcast. <laughs> uh, it's better than vampires. Uh, uh, <laughs> so one thing that he says to uh, old Padre after he kicks his ass, is he's like, hey, Padre, when I was kicking your ass back there. You get, you get a little wood? <laughs> get a little mahogany? Get a, get a little mahogany? <laughs> It's like, what the fuck is this movie? Who is this guy, Jack Crow? What the, like, what the fuck? How are you dumber than Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China? Like, who the fuck are you? You also went over Sunlight Turns Him into Crispy Critters. Oh, God, yeah. That's right, Like that's right. Who, why did you, why was this written? Uh, I know this wasn't in the book. I know this wasn't in the book. <laughs> There's a thing there's a thing that movies do that I hate, which is doing all of their exposition completely through dialogue. Uh, so one thing that this movie does a lot is that and, and not the, eating turn turns you into a vampire faster. Right. All of these little rules, which I feel like they're just making up on the spot. Like Oh, they are. It's to fit their narrative of the scene. It's like they're like, oh shit, we're filming something, and somebody's like, hey, what if our vampires did this it's like oh shit that's good make that rule number 17 <laughs> the the master rule later the masters can't be killed um at night right right what <laughs> what do you mean 
What are you talking about? It's just pulling shit out of thin air, man. Uh, oh, so should we also say that Dave, David, David um, Baldwin? Daniel, 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 Daniel Baldwin. Uh, why is he trying to be John Travolta in Pulp Fiction in this movie? I don't know. You know he just know. watched Pulp Fiction, and that was his inspiration oh, for this character. Oh, 100%. Character. So he actually wasn't supposed to be in the movie. Uh, Alec John Baldwin. John Travolta was. Alec Baldwin was. Oh, Alec Baldwin. He was all set up to... This was going to be 30 Rock Vampires? Yes. And then, like, oh, kind of at the last minute, he had a scheduling conflict, and he's like, hey, my brother can do it, and then bolted. It still makes me sad that Alec Baldwin was Beetlejuice, because he was awesome in that, but God, he sucks. Yeah... He fucking sucks. He fucking sucks. But that's okay because Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice, so who gives a shit? And that's right. great. And that's fucking that's a, great. That's a good point. <laughs> Michael Keaton never got shitty. Well, he probably, I would imagine, did some shitty things, but probably not as shitty as Alec Baldwin. Uh, yeah. So what happens? These vampire hunters are supposed to be like fucking experts, right? Like this is their job. They're paid yes. by the fucking Pope to run around the world killing fucking vampires. So why yeah. do they feel the need to constantly talk to one another about all of the rules? Shouldn't they just know what the rules are? You're right, because they're talking about the rules every five minutes and breaking them, but just they're talking like constantly. they've never broken the rules before. But in this movie, like it seems like they break the rules all the time. Just constantly and it's like that's the kind of like exposition through dialogue that drives me insane is because like there's no reason for the characters to be saying the things that they are saying they're only saying it for us as the viewer to like understand how the universe works and what the fuck is going on and that's just fucking lazy and it drives me insane um they could have okay. just showed us that like literally like even with the master thing like that's way later but like anything if they anything. just stabbed them and they were just like oh i forgot <laughs> anything and there's like multiple times with jack crow who is like the guy and the fucking expert where like something will happen and he'll there, there's one moment towards the end where he literally goes padre goes oh why didn't you tell me they could do that and jack goes i didn't know they could do that <laughs> you're an expert it's like this is all you do you've devoted your entire life since you were a child you are Van Helsing. Like, yeah, 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 because he says that his dad like lied to him about turning and didn't tell him until like the fifth day, or didn't tell him at all, but on the fifth day he turned, killed yeah. his mom, and then he was like, I killed my dad. And he's been a vampire hunter ever fucking since. And this guy's like 90. <laughs> looks terrible. He looks like Clint Eastwood, Tony he's, Hawk. He's looking real rough. He's looking real rough. Uh, another problem that I had in this movie was that I like... I problem too. The master vampires, like, kind of come together or whatever. There's, like, eight of them, seven of them, whatever. And I guess when the sun is starting to rise, they just, like, dig a fucking hole in the desert and, like, sleep under the sand until the sun sets and then they can come back out. Wait, I just got it. That's why you said this was Tremors. Because <laughs> I saw Kevin Bacon in the beginning and I was like, is this Tremors? And you were like, kind of. And I didn't, I didn't think about that even when I watched that, but now that you're saying it out loud. Yeah. They're the huh. grabbers, man. Graboids. Huh. There's another big issue, too. Um, It's the shots. Oh, God. The, the, you end a shot in one spot, then you're somewhere else. Like, there was one time, it's going, like, this chick was trying to jump through the window, the fucking prostitute chick. She's trying to dip out. She's trying to kill herself. Yeah. And he's holding her through the window, like, literally just holding her with, like, 
the littlest bit of force in the world, and she's very visibly standing on the ground. <laughs> like, they just, they're just just standing out of a window right next to concrete on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's supposed to be, like, dangling her up for, like, what, like a five-story hotel room window? Something like that, yeah. And then this is when she starts, like, turning and shit, and she fucking, uh, she bites uh, Daniel Baldwin. And right. then, who? <laughs> he's like, fucking bite me. And then he slaps the fuck out of her. Yeah. Fucking bitch. And then he cauterizes his wound with a lighter and he goes, Aah! It's the most extreme, like, pig squeal, like, scream. It's just so over the top. It's hilarious. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. His performance is pretty fucking weird. Like, and what's the thing with them cussing all movie and then saying, like, language after? Yeah, like... Pod, Padre is from the church, and he doesn't like it when the the vampire hunters use foul language. I don't know. But then Padre also doesn't like it. Or is he joking with him? I think he's joking. This guy's... He's not a comedian. Stop calling them both Padre. One's Padre, and one's Jack Crow. Who the fuck is Jack Crow? The main character of the movie. Dude, shut the... Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Don't be a fucking idiot. Okay, so um, this movie is th- a 90s version of Big Trouble in Little China, but with vampires and cowboys. Uh, it also, I think, was heavily influenced by... Um, Charlie Manson. God damn it, no. Uh, the fucking... Uh, From Dust Till Dawn, because it does this like kind of western southwestern cowboy thing it's set in new mexico it came out after from dust till dawn so i just can't imagine that somewhere in carpenter's mind he wasn't like oh yeah remember that movie with like the vampires in the desert i'm gonna do a movie that about, again? i'm gonna do a movie about a vampires in the desert <laughs> and then also give a girl stockholm syndrome and shoot vampires oh, in the dick yeah, I don't know if I'm like actually meant to believe that the vampires were getting shot in the dick, but it really looked like it. I w- w- wait, James, what the fuck were you supposed to believe? I don't know. What like, el- no, in the what gut, else maybe, could have happened? Like, it looked like it's going right in his crotch, like because that's what happened. But why? <laughs> but why though? No, dude, don't don't do that. You're right. You're you right. tell me you're gonna question anything. You're right. Uh, How do you like your steak, bitch? I can't. More exploding vampires. I can't. Oh, yeah. So when the vampire, when these vampires (laughs) go out in the sun, they just straight up fucking kersplode. I didn't catch that the first 15 times it (laughs) happened. I just assumed they like strapped dynamite to them and they were just dragging them out to explode them because I was like, there's no way these vampires are literally just getting dragged out and exploding the second they touch the sun. Oh, yeah. Just Just exploded like into pieces. Not fire, just some fire, but some of them are in pieces. Yep. Yep. Which... I don't know if I'm giving this movie any credit. I do think that like some of the kills and effects were like decent. They were really good. Like there's I, some I, good I, stuff I, in there. I didn't mind them. Yeah. I did mind that the priest padre can't drive at age 56. Oh god, that was so stupid. It's again, I feel like they're just making shit up about the movie while they're making the movie just to like justify the script. Well, yeah, the next scene he starts whipping people's ass and he's a priest that can't drive. <laughs> But, but they explain that because he used he to play soccer. soccer. So then he starts kicking. If you notice, when he's fighting that 
a vampire in the elevator, he's specifically kicking it. He never tries to punch it. He's just kicking it over and over again. It's like, oh, I played soccer. Look at me use my legs. I don't know about this, man. Do you think he does his own stunts? Oh, God. I don't know. That guy, I would say I think he did. Yeah, he seemed like he was playing, like, a much worse role than he could have been playing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that that guy was. A I think bad he was actor. the best actor in the movie. <laughs> he's oh, really? He's I think he was better than uh, Daniel Baldwin. That's for sure. Dude, he, he could have been Padre or fucking John Travolta. <laughs> so, have you seen From Dust Till Dawn? No. The basic setup, very base level setup, is super similar. There's two guys that are like kind of criminal hitmen type guys and they're on the run to to it, they're not like vampire hunters but they kind of it's almost like an origin story of them kind of sort of becoming that they like are hitmen criminal people and then they like encounter some vampires and then like have to deal with vampires now and i couldn't help but think that they were trying to capture the essence of those characters in this movie and they just don't they just don't. Jack Crow, they missed it. Jack Crow, and fucking Montoya are not the Gecko Brothers, and they never will be. Well, you say it takes a lot from Dust Till Dawn. Does anyone do like an elevator shaft pull up in that movie? Uh, no. But Tom Savini's in From Dust Till Dawn, and his character's named Sex Machine, and he has a pistol that pops out of his dick. That's the same. Um, I wrote Perfect Catch. After Padre pushes Priest for no reason, was that what oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. was that with the chick? No, that is it's a chick vampire. Yes, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not the chick. It's whenever they uh they hit. But it's the chick vampire after she comes up from the elevator shaft, right? Yes, and they hit her with like the fucking winch thing, and they're like pulling her out with the winch, and he's like riding yeah, 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 her, yeah, yeah. and then he throws the knife at a moving target, and the guy catches it, just totally it's- perfect. Dude, he catches it perfectly. Like he does <laughs> it was no stutter, no anything. This guy's just like boom. <laughs> like you're you're multitasking. You just did that. Yep. No problem. It's fucking ridiculous. And then she gets pulled down, she explodes. Yes. And I think her like hands were flying out and shit. Like she was just all over the place. Oh, dude, that was one of the really good like special effect kills, because yeah, there were hands and everything. It's fucking insane. And then this is what what we talked about earlier. This is when we find out that you can't kill a master at night because they're trying to make this big old fucking plan. They're like, all right, they're like, all right, the sun's going down. We can't kill him now. And it's like, wait, what do you mean? They're like, you know, you can't kill a vampire at night or a master at night. Can't kill that master at night, homie. And it's like, wait, specifically the master? Yup. Like, wait, wait a second. Hold on. I don't even know. We don't even really like figure out. We, we get all these fucking rules. But then it's still confusing as shit. What is a master? How does a vampire become a master? Are they all just masters after they've bitten someone? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Yeah, that that's the one rule we never got in a movie filled with rules and explanations. (laughs) We didn't get one of the most important explanations. Why are you a master? Because it's not just you making another zombie. Right. You have you have to be skilled. And they're like, oh, this is the most powerful one. And they talk about him like he's a prophecy, like fucking Kung Pao. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the idea is he's that—that's like the the evil plot 
through the whole movie is Valak is trying to like find some fucking old ass artifact cross thing that steal it from the church. And then he like does this ritual and then he can basically be a day walker and he can walk around in the sunlight. Betty. Which is like a whole lot of fucking work just to be out in the sunlight. Like, is it really that important? I don't know what this note means, but I wrote slow-mo throw. Who got who got thrown in slow mo? Oh god, I don't even know. I have no idea what. Oh, that means. dude, 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 dude! It was Padre. Oh yeah. Remember, remember, he got grabbed. Oh. By who are they fighting now? They're fighting someone else, but one of the vampires fucking grabbed him and threw him, and it yeah. was like a five se- seven second long, like yeah. him just flying in the air. That was whenever we we're supposed to like believe that he's dead, like because it's that classic like. He's gone, and then, like, the hero gets captured, and, like, they're gonna do the fucking uh, ritual shit or whatever, and then, like, boom, Padre back! Wait, no, 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 this was before that. That was, oh, it, it was, was, it was, it was Padre 1. Oh. Main uh, Padre. I got you, I got you, I got you. Jack Crow. I was gonna say, I was like, you thought he died there? <laughs> no, 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 no. Padre, we're led to believe, is dead. Jack Crow, we never are led to believe this is dead. You're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, well, I also, I thought, um, I thought John Travolta was dead, too, because he was, like, getting his neck ate out, and he seemed to really, like, he was enjoying that. He was, like, kissing her while she was It was fucking weird, man. his neck. He's, like, he, like, goes cross-eyed for a minute, like. Yeah, this is still him with that prostitute check from the beginning. He's, like, in love with her now, like, literally. Like, he, he also punched uh, Padre in the face. Yeah. earlier for uh talking about her even though he slapped her in the face earlier it's it's a real if if you examine the relationship between the men and the what really one woman character who's really in the movie there's just a lot of fucked up shit like i think there's only two women in the oh wait no no there's a lot of tits yeah, never there's, mind. I was there's like, a lot of tits at the beginning and then I was there's, say, there's only two women in the movie that makes no sense there yeah. was a lot of boobs i think there was two at least two of the vampire masters at the end were women as well yeah uh, no i think like three of them were maybe yeah yeah like two or three of them but then there's only one that we knew throughout the entire right. there's movie o- there's only one woman who ever really talks that's for sure <laughs> and she doesn't talk too much she kind of just gets beat she up she doesn't she's mostly just staring off into fucking space yeah and then they're like punching her because they're like hey stop staring off into space like, i'm sorry <laughs> she's transitioning into vampire right now right that's fucking messed up dude and then also the 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 vampire chick i think it was a different one she's fucking she's purring like a yeah. cat, like an Egyptian cat. You you really didn't like that. No, that was something that really pissed me off. Every single vampire in this movie, when they were like doing angry noises, it was a different animal. I'm pretty sure I heard a peacock at one point. <laughs> it was fucking weird, dude. Like I heard like I heard like different exotic birds. I heard like an Egyptian cat. I heard like a hyena. I heard a tiger. Like it was just weird noises. Yeah, so Carpenter, like, I guess specifically didn't want his uh, vampires to be, like, super, like, romantic and gothic-y. What? He wanted them to be zoo animals? His quote is, my vampires are savage creatures. There isn't oh a, there isn't one Wait. second of brooding loneliness in their existence. They're too busy ripping and tearing humans apart. So you're telling me this this asshole, this nobody, whoever he is... He 
he watched some Discovery Channel, and that was his influence for these vampires. Well, it was John Carpenter. It wasn't. It wasn't some asshole. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This fucking nobody, whoever this guy is, no one knows who this asshole is. Yeah, this fucking nobody watched Discovery Channel, and he decided, I am gonna make this master purr. I I guess, and I don't know, maybe. I brought this up to you. I genuinely think, because Carpenter just, he's hes really known for composing shit. Like, he has albums that are called, like, The Lost Soundtracks, and it's just music that he wrote that never made it into a movie. Like, this dude writes music yeah. constantly. And yeah. I genuinely think he just got on, like, a Western cowboy music kick and then was like, shit, I got to fit this into a movie somewhere, and then took this job making this vampire movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. He didn't do anything for this movie. He was just kind of like, yeah, well, I got some cool music. I think he just wanted his music to be set to fucking something dying in the desert. That's all he cared about. I think they gave him a script. They offered him some money, and he just okayed everything. He was just like, all right, cool. Sure, whatever. Dude, jo- dude, John Carpenter is literally known for saying, like, I'll just do something. Like, it, what do you mean they, they're paying me? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's, like, that's the and whole story like, well, of Halloween 2 is he's like, Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't want to do it, but they offered me a lot of money, so I just got real fucking drunk and started typing shit. Yeah, and that's what he did on this. He didn't type shit. It was already fucking typed out for right, him. He's right. like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. What do you mean? Why do I care? Why do I fucking care? Just make make them make they can make animal noises. Why the fuck do I care? Let me uh, let me give you this. This I thought this was really funny. Don't. I I thought this was hilarious. Um so you know, you know the old the old Siskel and Ebert duo. Uh, one of Vampire's most positive reviews was from Gene Siskel. He awarded it four out of four stars. He called it a high action homage. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Siskel is? No, you gotta give me a preface. I don't know who the fuck that is. Siskel and Ebert. I care about some guy with an idiotic name. God damn it. These are the guys. These are the guys who fucking created movie reviews. You can't give me some some B list movie reviewer and fucking get the fuck out of here. Know who that is? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, He said it is a high action homage to westerns and classic horror. It has a unique story and masterful cinematography. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. He created movie reviews and he says shit like that. Like he's an asshole. He why would he he create movie reviews? He said this film. This film will put. John Carpenter back on the map as a horror director and a film director in general. This is why I don't call myself a movie reviewer because what the fuck do I know? That's what I'm saying about it's this movie. It's all bullshit, and, and it's not. And it's not true. It's, it's not true. So I'm saying bullshit. about that movie, but I know that's not real. Uh, also for the 1998 uh, Oscars, his suggestion he he placed James Woods as his top pick for best actor for who was James Woods? Jack Crow in this. Padre, num- Padre, Padre yeah, numero that's, uno. That's what I fucking thought. <laughs> he wanted him to get best actor for this movie. For what? For being skinny with man tits? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. For what? For having like a really dry mouth and having the most cottony spit ever? <laughs> Dude, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever had to fucking watch in that my life. Like I said, like, like I said, I watched 120 Days of Sodom. And I would rather watch that movie in its entirety than watch this fucking man do that again. That was so fucking repulsive. So I feel bad for anyone that ever had sex with him. You should <laughs> you should burn your genitals. 
was actually just looking. Oh God. What are you? What are you? Dan is getting up and grabbing some. He just. Oh my God. Everything's I'm fine. Have to use this video. Everything's so, fine. So what just happened right now is, um, for the audio listeners, James just got up and went to grab some VHS tapes. Everything's and fine. And he dropped his entire light fixture, and it went down in flames. It's it's not in flames. It's like magnetic and shit. Like it'll it'll snap back together. It's fine. Everything's fine. I was gonna Those say, issues you were you were telling me about are real. I was gonna say he looks a lot like uh old boy from Pumpkinhead. Actually, it's not. It's not the same guy. But they look they look very similar. He's not a good looking <laughs> man, but he's even better looking than him. Uh Lance 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 Henriksen. He's a guy from Pumpkinhead. He's kinda got the same look as he's our, our something boy else. Here. I've heard that name before. Probably. Hendrickson or Henriksen? Henriksen, no D. That sounds not as important. <laughs> well, also, wait, dude, wait. I need to. I need to talk. I need to say this. Yep. Right after he spits that cotton, he spit into his face. The guy that received it, we look at him immediately. There is nothing on his face, and he slowly wipes it off. <laughs> his face is so dry. What the fuck was that? They didn't even put water on his face. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they cared. I don't think anyone cared. And what about pole smoking fashion victim? <laughs> Whoever wrote this was very homophobic. Oh, 100%. 100%. Or, this was, or just struggling with, with accepting their own sexuality or something. like. Because this was 98. This was like... Yeah. It was, I mean, well, this was 98. It was 98. I mean, think of all the ridiculous teen dramas that came out between like 98 and like 2004 that just like... You go back and watch in the day. You're like, how did they say that in a movie? Fuck those people. Which movie is? It's a. It's a, definitely a few years after. It's more the 2000s era. But huh, guy, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's in a bunch of movies. That's the dude from Pineapple Express, but he's like in a classroom. Oh. So I don't think it's Pineapple Express. Oh, that's uh. I think that's just Community, right? <laughs> is it? It might be. Yeah. It might be. Oh well, Baldwin is still cauterizing every wound that he has. Yeah, he does that, that a lot. With, he he shot off a gun like ten times and used the hot barrel of his gun. I know he still had that lighter. Yeah, I know he had it. Yeah, he does that a lot. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like the whole ending is just a lot of kind of bullshit, and it it all kind of wraps up pretty fucking quick. It's just a lot of fighting that doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter. Because I'm getting passionate. Because this is why vampires suck. How many movies are we gonna watch that end because the fucking sun rises? Two. <laughs> um. The future will tell. The future will tell. But I'm just saying, the only reason this conflict ended, the only reason the movie stopped. Was because the sun came up. You know, dude, but you're you're missing a really fucking important thing. Okay. Like really important. What am I missing? You're really gonna blow over Padre Grandpa Hawk turning into Jesus? <laughs> Are you kidding me? They put that man on a fucking cross. They did. They did put him on a cross. You're right. That's like part of the ritual or some shit, though, right? Isn't that part and of that? A- yeah, yeah, and that was when Peace Padre came back. Yeah. With his pellet gun to save the day. Kills the high priest. He did it. 
and then also Padre goes. Yes, yes. This is just he, for he, you. He, he, he says his nuts are burning. <laughs> Come on, Padre, my nuts are burning. <laughs> like they're like, I guess gonna set them on fire. It's like, it's like Jesus, but then also like a witch getting burned at the stake. I don't fucking know. Like. <laughs> They were very confused. He almost <laughs> got face dragged because they like hit him with the fucking cross. They hit the fucking the cross with a crossbow. And then how do you know that he wasn't going to get flipped the other way and just get dragged on the cement? Yeah, I guess I guess we should clear that up. The Jeep has this like crossbow winch thing that they shoot at vampires a lot. Yeah, I guess I looked over that. And and that's what they use to kind of save save old Jack when he's on it is that they hit the, the cross with the winch crossbow thing. And they're going to like drag him away. And thankfully, well, I guess thankfully, I don't really give a shit, but, like, he lands on his back whenever he definitely could have just landed on his front and just got fucked up when they drove away. He definitely could have. <laughs> he definitely could have. And then there's a little quick thing in between that, too. Remember that that golden cross thing? Oh, my God. Dude, when he, he grabs the So it's like the artifact, oh the thing God. that they were looking for. Yes. And then Valak, the master fucking vampire. The sun is rising. They have to GTFO, but he still needs his fucking cross so that he can become a daywalker by completing this ritual. And, like, the sun is, like, glaring off of the cross at this point. And he runs over, like, Steven. tries to grab it. And he just, like, gets the shit burned out of him. And then he tries to grab it again. Three more times. It's like, Valak, get times. the fuck out of there, bro. You're not getting the sun-flaming cross. It's not happening. Kung Pao. <laughs> You've seen Kung Pao, right? Oh, I've seen Kung Pao. When the Chosen One is practicing, you know, because uh, Betty has those fucking little tr the little pyramid, yeah, like the triangle yeah. things that just fucks him up that he has to go for. Right. And he's, like, practicing. You know, he gets the lime and the salt on his hands and shit, but he's going mm -hmm. for it, and he, like, knows it hurts, but he keeps going. <laughs> it's that. Don't look at me. They <laughs> just puts the lemon all over. Yeah. How's that feel? <laughs> and that? And that? <laughs> God, dude, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. But I remember it. I remember That's the it next so vampire well. movie we're doing. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. I uh, I think I think that we're we're safe to get to to kind of that closing line. But I really want you to read that closing line. Okay, one more. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You the got Stockholm, one? The, the, the one more thing. The Stockholm Syndrome goes full send. Oh, fuck, shit. I can't, that was so ridiculously melodramatic, I forgot that it happened. Dude, we make the perfect couple. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They kissed, too, and she was... She looked hesitant, but she was with it. I guess. She's, like, but then he puts half her, he dead. Puts her, like. he, yeah, and then he's leaving... But he puts her in the trunk, not even in the front seat with her. So how much does he love her? He's got to hide her from the daylight so she doesn't burn. Okay, you know what? There's one more, too. Taken. The Taken line. Oh, shit. I forgot about the Taken line. What did he say? What he says is so it's like this thing where they're like, hey, you know, you should give us a head start because they're both going to be vampires. So they're going to get hunted by Jack eventually. And then Jack's just like, oh, I'll give you two days. And he said. I will I will hunt you. I will find you. I will kill you. <laughs> Dude, that was insane. <laughs> delivered delivered the exact same way. Delivered the exact same way as Liam Neeson and Taken, which happened yeah. god what tw 10 15 years later, like holy yeah, shit. Yeah, we lit we literally looked at each other and we were like Taken. What the fuck? <laughs> so okay. bizarre. 
So yeah, you're right. Let's get to this final line. It's so good. It's so good. Do you do you know the? What, do you want to get one side of it? <laughs> say say the first one. Uh, <laughs> it was like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jack says to Padre, he says because he's kind of like ribbon. They're like friends now, and they're like gonna go take on the vampire world together. It's like Padre paid his dues, and like he's. Part partner in Houlihan with Jack, and like it's gonna be great, and they're gonna go be heroes and kill vampires together. They're walking off all badass into the sunrise, and then uh, it's a callback to the fight from earlier, the little spat that they had. And Jack goes, "Hey, you're killing all those vampires. Did you get a little wood, mahogany." And then Padre Two goes, "Excuse me," yeah. and then Padre One, ebony. <laughs> what? Teak, you possessed by demons? A major chubby. <laughs> language, Padre. Language. Language, Padre. Language. And fucking credits. And fucking credits. Nothing else. There's no after credit scenes. No in the middle of the credits. That's it. Yo, we out. That's the last fucking line, dude. <laughs> I love how he's just like starts naming fucking woods. <laughs> What's another wood? Uh, Ebony. Teak. It's like you didn't even do any of the basics. Like, you could have said. You went to outlandish woods. Right. You, you Exotic woods. You could have said fucking cherry, oak, maple, like pine. Like, nah. We're going straight for ebony and teak. Teak of all fucking things. <laughs> I could take ebony, but really teak. Right, right. Teak's the one that really throws me. It's like. That's where your mind went? They were like, hey, say a wood. Teak. <laughs> well, I think that's the good that's a good spot. Good good spot to end the episode. <laughs> you can find my podcast at Horror Soup. You can find James at Night Shift Video. Yeah. And you can find us at I'll Suck Your Blood. Just just find us. It's the internet. You'll fucking find us. I'm not gonna I'm not plugging things. Yep.
force you to watch the sunrise. It'll come as no surprise when your stupid ass is pulverized. Your blood sucker, your blood sucker, I'll stick you with a stick and fucking watch you suffer.